0: <laughs>
1: Don't stare at my eyes,
0: Dave but Challenging of you, you that didn't, fight Yeah, we're just <laughs> talking about dogs challenging people But not, what the fuck do I know? Uh, I mean, you know a lot, you're a dog owner I haven't owned a dog in over a decade Over a decade?
1: Yeah, well, welcome yeah. to the Gore Club Podcast,
0: everybody Hi. I'm Steve Vessel I'm Death Metal Dave I'm Ace
1: Yeah, so what did you guys do this week? Last two weeks? Hell, it's been a couple of weeks since we've It's, it's been, been a
0: couple of weeks, weeks. Uh, Watch some, some bad movies Oh, and that's what we do And I was talking, got a dog <laughs> found a dog because that's what you do you find dogs it was on it was on rachel's dad's farm so we just got a dog
2: usually you just find cats oh this one they had (laughs) a (laughs) i wouldn't take one i would i wouldn't
0: take one of those cats from that farm man (laughs) the cats are fucking assholes this dog is sweet those cats will fuck you up man barn cats you don't fuck with the barn cats they've all got like holes in them like where they've just been fighting each other yeah and it's just some weird incest ring. Yeah, they're all inbred. It's yeah. yeah. they're just great white
1: sharks is that what's going on? Yeah. There? And then they then Barn the next cats.
0: the next generation, they're getting they're getting like more deformed. They're turning into the hills have eyes. <laughs> oh god. Church <laughs> meets the hills have eyes. Yeah, it's it's uh it's it's weird. What did you do, Steve? Oh, I uh let's see.
1: Uh I uh, saw some awesome movies. I saw some bad movies. Tubi's really kicking an ass right now. Uh Netflix is really sucking ass right now. Yes. Jeez. Uh, I mean, even Peacock's horror selection is is twice as good. Um, They're spending so much money on all these little (laughs) projects and
0: not putting forth enough content that I want to see. Wasn't Peacock the one that had a Nicolas Cage? Didn't they do a Nicolas Cage section? Right now. Yeah, they're on there for that new movie. It's going to be amazing. I haven't seen it yet. It's going to be amazing. I heard it it was good. Oh, yeah, you've seen it? Corey has seen it. Uh, I didn't even realize it was out. But on Peacock, you can uh,
1: go, yeah, it's a Nicolas Cage emotional thing, and it's like... However you're feeling that day, and it's like for the all for the day
0: of the month of, of May or April. I hope they have the Nicholas Rage section. I don't know. I just kept clicking happy. Yeah, okay, well, <laughs> in hopes that it would help. It's a, it's just the happy section. It's just drive angry. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. yeah. But uh, yeah. We if you want to know how we feel about Nicholas Cage, just go back and we'll listen to our Nicholas Cage episode. Oh yeah, that's right. And uh, or you can watch it on YouTube. By the way, it's pretty stupid. Been to a couple shows too. Yeah, uh, I went to this. Yeah. Uh, I missed this one show, but I think Ace went to it. Uh, this band Ohm played, right? Yeah, yeah, they're, uh, they're, they're okay. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: Dude, I saw the pictures from the perspective of you going out to the crowd and like an ocean of people, and I was like, God, I wish i had
2: kind of gone. Yeah, it was it was it was fun.
0: Uh, we went to that obituary show where yeah, I was that where, where it was way more drunk at that show. <laughs> Deflection. I, oh, man. No self promotion uh, uh, Yeah, don't. I mean, Ohm also has a hot sauce. We do have a hot <laughs> sauce. And we sold a lot of it, too. Um, but yeah, the obituary show was fun. That uh, obituary ruled
2: 200 stab <laughs>
0: wounds and gruesome. It was yes, great. The world's greatest death cover band. Yeah. Yeah, how to,
1: awesome is that? You go from a fucking death cover band to being an actual band.
2: Yeah, that's Man. rad. And they sound mad. just like death. That's and I got to Matt Harvey from Exhumed as the lead singer. Then I got to meet him like drunkenly. I was like, I was like, I love your band. <laughs> <laughs> I was like. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, I was so
0: ripped that night, man. Like, I fucking got into the pit, and that was a horrible idea. Yeah, you're too <laughs> fucking
1: old, dude. Yeah, You can't yeah. pick up the pennies with these kids anymore.
0: It was. I, I, I don't know why. Well, I was just like, yeah, this is awesome. And then, like, half a song, and I'm like, that was
2: awful. Yeah. It was like a 100-pound hardcore kid swinging his little skinny arm around right next to you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do a two-step all over Dave's face. Yeah. I regretted
0: it the next day, but I didn't really regret it. It was still fun. Yeah, I
1: mean, you only have a few more of
0: left in you, man. Yeah. And they, you got to. Yeah, exactly. You gotta... <laughs> Before I'm dead. Um, but there was, uh, you know, it's been a lot of good stuff going on. It's good to see people getting out again.
1: Yeah, it is. I know there's a new wave of COVID coming. I really don't want to even go on to talk about that because fuck. Everything. Fuck everything. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for the, finishing definition, sentence. Yeah. That was
0: perfect. <coughs> I mean. All right. But we
1: actually have a lot to talk about tonight. We're going to talk about Vincent Leonard Price.
0: Junior. junior yes junior the grandson the grandson of a uh what was my note here oh yes uh the the baking powder mogul i didn't know that yes his grandfather made baking powder yeah and his grandfather
2: uh, was arm and or hammer no 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 at the time at the time it was and the a, biggest arm and hammer price. It, was, it was the That's best best game.
0: baking powder the son of a uh the uh president of the uh american candy company which is the biggest candy Company at the time. Oh, okay, in the early yeah. 1900s. I've never heard of him. Born May twenty seventh, nineteen eleven. Shares the birthday with. Don't look at me, Christopher Lee. Christopher Lee. Oh yeah, and I thought it was Peter Cushing. And Peter, right? Peter Cushing's the twenty sixth. Oh, okay, one. yeah, 26th. yeah. That's the one I, I remember. I didn't make that <laughs> note, but I just I do remember that.
2: May is a very evil month. <laughs> it is a very evil month. If
0: you're going to be born, be born in May. Yeah, because that's the that's that's a good time for creepy white dudes that are going to be in movies (laughs) but what we're going to find out is how awesome vincent
1: price was as a human being all these scary roles that he did and
0: holy shit he's like the granddad you wish you had yeah absolutely man i mean it's you know he was he lived grew up born and grew up in st louis yeah um he was very uh, he was very into the arts at a young age. Uh, one thing I read I, I, I can't tell if it's real or not. It could be bullshit, but I said when he was younger, like twelve, he worked and worked and worked so he could buy a Rembrandt painting. Maybe what the maybe fuck? maybe in the nineteen twenties it wasn't that much. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, but he was a very at a very young age was into arts and culture things but uh he 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 definitely showed that later in life you know he was in, he went to he went to school he for, went to Yale Yeah. art historian yeah he's a Yale grad and a
1: Cortland Institute of Art graduate in London right that's where it's at that's where it's at <laughs> yeah <laughs>
2: i always wonder when he had that like being from St. Louis like how do you get that accent from St. Louis where you're just like I'm Vincent Price. I'm from St. Louis, Missouri. <laughs> well, he
1: came into film so early; that they were still doing that faux English accent, like in, the Fraser Crane in accent. Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, yeah, exactly what it is. <laughs> it's like the Joan Collins look. I'm trying somebody who would know now, to like a contemporary person, but like, yeah, you just go back and watch an old black and white movie, and they're like, oh no, it's like oh, this yeah. people aren't. Even, this is this is on the back a lot. That has the name California.
2: Yeah, that has a name. That accent, I it cannot is. remember what it is. Bullshit.
1: It's called bullshit. <laughs>
2: you have a bullshit accent. Yeah. Good day, sir. <laughs> Good day.
1: Um, let's see. I have. He's been married three times. Uh, those people are fucking kick ass. And we'll talk about like, his, some of his personal life as we go on. It's, he has been, he's got two. This is how many movies and television shows and everything he's done. He's got two fucking stars in the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Yes. Yeah.
2: That's how, we, we, yeah. <laughs> that's how much we're not going to be able to cover. That's how much we're not going to be able to cover. What we're really here to talk about is his cookbooks and how he's a gourmet cook tonight. So. Yes. And <laughs> an art cooking talk. An
1: <clears throat> art historian. Uh, I mean, he also is a, is a preservationist, all that kind of shit. That's right. Sold art at Sears. At, at Sears yeah. and Robux from like 61 <laughs> to whatever the fuck. And my notes are way down there but like for
0: that one. But uh, that's crazy. Like yeah. at Sears and Robux. Yes, he did. I want to yes.
1: walk up to the counter,
0: the makeup <laughs> counter, and be like,
1: "Oh, hello." <laughs>
0: there's a really badass picture I found of him. He's just like smoking a cigarette on a couch in the middle of a cigarette uh, of a Sears. i was just like, "Well, you can't do that anymore, no. Oh my god, because <laughs> <laughs> there's no Sears. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> okay, so I have really, uh,
1: I have really fucking tried to put down as many at least horror films and thrillers. On this
0: white board of doom tonight because if you look you look oh, at it you look at his shit. you look at his filmography like maybe a third a little over a third of it is actually horror films, and then the rest of it is not
1: yeah dave they i can't remember if you called me or you sent me a text about that and I was like. Dave, I just spent half an hour writing all these damn titles down. I'm not writing down the rest of no, the you, fucking movies. You, you don't have to write down the rest. Because holy shit!
0: Because when you when you when you go back, I mean, it started with uh, Victorian era movies and stuff like that. Oh yeah, but yeah. But yeah. the first the first horror film would be. See, you you got Tower of London up there. I, I thought it was the Invisible Invisible Man Return. No, that's not until later. Oh, I was I was
1: wrong. That was that was a year later. That was a year later. The Tower of London has. Boris Karloff, uh, Basil Go- uh, is my favorite Arthur, uh, Basil Rathbone, and it's a straight-up horror film for Universal. Um, and he's play- he plays a small role. Everyone remembers him as like being the bullied brother of yeah. these psychos. And, uh, and that was a Universal movie, uh, 1939. And
0: did not do well. I don't remember that. I loved it as a kid. Uh, you may have loved it, but nobody <laughs> liked it when it came out, Steve. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, fine. Fuck them.
0: That's okay. And then Invisible Man returns. Yeah. He, he he was he was cast in the 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 shining role of, of the I, invisible man. Of the <laughs> invisible man. What are you looking at me for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: he he has that sultry I mean he took over the role cuz the the original role was um Claude Rains. So the original role was Claude Rains and he had that fucking voice that you just it's so amazing. He's also the father in the Wolf Man of uh, Lon Chaney Jr. But Claude Rains that was the original uh Invisible Man, and they really cast him because of his voice, and he had that fucking bullshit accent. <laughs> bullshit yeah. accent. He did. So then you've got The Invisible Man Returns, and you've got another guy with a very distinct accent. And even back then, he hadn't smoked enough to have that really Vincent Price voice, but it was yeah. still so, so, so it stood out. Uh, the Invisible Man Returns, 1940.
0: Yeah, see, we can't go through all these. Like, Green Hell, I haven't seen that. Shock, I haven't seen that. Yeah. Yeah, you, know, you don't have to. Everything Abbott, can, it just leads like it's like I've got gosh, Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. And it was just his voice in that movie. Yeah, he, he wasn't actually in them. He reprises the
1: role of the Invisible Man at the very end, which I guess would have been almost like what do you call that with the uh,
0: the the credit rolls? The um, and the no. scene comes up. Whatever. Oh, well, you mean Disney didn't make that up? No. <laughs> actually, he was there the whole time. You just didn't see him. Yeah, he was just, running, like, around just <laughs> running around naked. He just running around naked, like spooky.
1: Oh my god. Yeah, and that's the then he goes the one most people know, is fucking House of Wax. Yeah. Yes.
0: Yeah, 1953. In 3D. 3D. The, uh, the movie about a uh, scam to get rich quick. Let's burn everything. I know! And he's <laughs> like, these are my babies. These are my beautiful babies. It's like the producers with a murderous twist. I like yeah. this way better. Exactly. I mean, I like Mel Brooks, but fuck. <laughs> yeah. And it's a remake, too. I didn't
2: realize that his movie was a remake. So it's the one I originally saw House of Wax, which is the one with Paris. I, I knew was it. The, Paris it worst That came actress. out, yeah, two thousand something. But I, I watched that movie recently. Not that bad.
1: Well, the it's called Mystery of the uh, Mystery of the Wax Museum is the original yeah. one, and it is a black and white film. And then uh, then they remade it. This is the very first remake, full color, big deal. They spent a lot of money on this film. Yeah, and and you can tell. But it, it had been remade four more times. Yeah. Since this this version that we're talking about, um, and I got to show this in 3D at the Gore Club for a, a kick-ass audience, and we had a blast. And it's it's one of my favorite movies. The special effects are great. They don't make sense when you can. Oh, yeah. It's got Carolyn Williams who played uh, who's he's actually um, um, oh my god, Morticia Adams. Yes, yeah. This is one of her earliest roles. Most people when I'm like hey, that's that's, that's Morticia, they're like who Carolyn Jones. She is compl- oh, Carolyn Jones. Yeah. That's right. And Carolyn Williams. Oh, Carol. I'm thinking of Texas chains. that it's like two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, she's blonde and a high-pitched voice doesn't look nothing like her. And it's a fantastic movie. But how long are we going to spend on this goddamn thing? Oh, okay. <laughs> We're not spending... Charles, Charles
0: Bronson's in the movie.
2: <laughs> yeah, I know. He's Igor. Please cut me off every time you've got something Charlie to say. Ch-
0: Charlie Bronson. How Charles about that? Charles
2: Bronson? Uh, Charlie fucking Bronson! I I thought this movie's great. I watched it for the first time recently, and... Uh, the 3D's kind of cheesy and the guy who's like the he's, standing the, he's the barker theater. he's got the yo-yo and he's just like hey 3D yeah. right he's in your got, face he's got
1: yo-yos he's got ping pong paddles <laughs> oh
2: he's doing the ping pong too it's just like cow,
1: yeah cow. oh yeah he's just yeah. in your face because I mean they they were just that, that was the era um, of 3D like Creature from Black Lagoon he actually made another 3D movie called The Mad Magician uh, a year later Vincent Price did and it just kind of died they were just trying to get people to get into the theater yeah um then you've got i got son of sinbad with omar Khayyam. the reason i put that on there is because i lived in a street called omar Khayyam. <laughs> that's all i
0: got <laughs> and then you have a you have a little bit of a, a gap there because son of sinbad really isn't a horror film hell no it's not you get he, he does several lots of movies in between this time in between uh so it'd be 53 to uh what was that 59 the fly yeah, 1958 actually 58. is the original oh, fly. Yeah, oh, 58. I can't yeah. read your handwriting. Um, Neither can I. But <laughs> that movie, that movie was cool, and it's funny because like these movies that we're going to be talking about, a lot of them people will think, "Oh, the fly." You mean Jeff Goldblum? No, 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 no. We mean we mean Vincent Price and the swapping, the body swapping movie, right? But the fly, yeah. and he's
2: actually a good guy. Yeah, yeah. I always thought that he played the scientist in The Fly until I watched it. I was like, oh, he's not even the fly. Most
1: people just remember the end, man. Yeah, that's all like, they help remember. Me, yeah, help me. and of course that guy is is in makeup, and you know, it's like there's a whole like a visual effect going on with that, and it's not Vincent Price, yeah.
2: dude. I that movie's good, but I also made a note where I said it's almost fifty minutes
0: into this movie and nothing interesting has happened. <laughs> it's Called mood. <laughs> it does. It does. It does drag. Yeah, I mean, but you know he. Did the fly? Everybody knows the fly, and if you haven't seen it, you should watch it. Yeah, but watch uh, it. he got a lot of he got a lot of work in between them doing a lot of uh, fairy tales like the Ten Commandments, and uh, yeah. I just wanted to make a, a joke dig there. on Jesus. Sorry. <laughs> Anyways, House on Haunted Hill. I just remember in the Ten Commandments he didn't have a
1: mustache, and I was like, oh shit. Yeah, that's not Vincent Price. Yeah, now my dad's like, yeah, it is. Like, no, you don't
2: understand. Was he playing an Egyptian in the Ten Commandments? Yeah, yes. yeah, a white guy, Baka, <laughs> yeah, little, little, little brown face. Yeah,
0: mm.
1: uh, but well, then when you went to the house, of Haunted. It.
0: See, this is this this one. This one's my jam right here. I love this movie. Go stay in this house for ten thousand dollars, <laughs> which sounds which sounds like you know. That was a lot of fucking money back then. It was ninety two thousand dollars in today's <clears throat> money. Yeah. Oh, thanks for doing the math yeah. there, Ace. I mean <laughs> I I in would, my head just now. I would, I would I would I'd go sleep in a fucking car for for, for that money. A haunted car, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Ten thousand dollars right now. Throw go, something at me.
1: Go go hang out in Christine for you know
0: <laughs> Exact ninety two thousand
1: dollars. But uh, it's a William Castle film. William Castle. William Castle was trying to change cinema again, uh trying to get people people's asses into the cinema especially at this time because
0: everyone's staying home watching television this brand new thing called
1: TV Yeah,
0: that's right but he was getting people in there by scaring them with spooky skeletons that were hung up on the screen Emerjo Emerjo <laughs> he
1: did Illusiono he did uh, a Butthole I mean he did all these kind of fucking different ones I would go see the movie that has Butthole in it <laughs> I think that was The Tingler <laughs> <laughs> Another Vincent Price movie Oh man House on the Haunted Hill directed by William Castle with uh, written and produced by Rob White who uh came up with a lot of the ideas in that film. Uh and it is it's like a it's a kind of a murder mystery who done it and he plays uh fucking Lauren or whatever his name is uh, uh Frederick uh, Frederick Lauren. The whole beginning is is so iconic <laughs> that people don't even know where that part came from and it's when he appears in front of that really famous fucking house that uh was it Andrew uh Andrew Lloyd Weber. Yeah, we- yeah. Uh, Weber? No, Andrew Right. Oh, Andrew Lloyd Weber Weber does these amazing musicals. (laughs) Yes, musicals. We are off our game. Frank Frank Lloyd Wright. There you go. Andrew
2: Lloyd Webber. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever.
0: He's got three names. Uh, The
1: house on Haunted Hill. (laughs) Yeah, that's
2: that's what it was. I saw the musical.
1: Yeah, everyone remembers his floating head and him just telling you, he's like, I went to the house on Haunted Hill. So my wife can throw a haunted house party she's <laughs> yeah.
0: so amusing i like how he just pulls out a gun at the dinner party and just shoots something randomly everybody's like okay i guess we're staying yeah, yeah.
1: this is a real bullet it's a kick-ass fucking movie especially even it's low budget uh they could have done it in in, in color at that time but they didn't because they they kept the, the the whole thing what william castle was doing is trying to keep
2: prices down to make money for the theater
1: and of course for himself
2: <laughs> yeah because it's crazy to think that you'd make a movie back then in black and white to like save money. Like Nowadays, you'd have to go out of your way to make a movie in black and white so it would cost more. Yeah. yeah. And it
0: would be put out by uh, A24.
2: Yeah.
1: A24. Or what was the one that we loved that uh, like Huey Ball used to make all his movies through? No. Oh, God. No. Huey Bull rules. No.
2: A24's House on a Haunted Hill would be like, well, actually, the house is a metaphor for, the, for this person going through a traumatic life experience. <laughs> it's not really a horror movie. It's elevated horror. It's elevated. It's, it's an
1: elevated era. horror. You, oh,
0: oh my god! Oh god!
1: I uh, used to have such a hard on for fucking the woman who played Annabelle in this movie, uh, Carol O'Mart, and that the the cast is great. The whole thing is about hysteria, and it's all this bullshit. But uh, it's the, the 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 thing that got people who got freaked them out was the it yeah, Was this yeah. fucking vat of acid in the basement, and the skeleton comes out, and so you would sit in the movie theater, and they if they were if the theater would allow it, they would actually put this a skeleton on a string and like this big reels. They kind of did that in the movie called Popcorn yeah. that we've kind of vaguely talked about. Um and they then the skeleton would just come out of the corner and just
2: slide across the audience. Yeah, it's great. great. People the fuck out until yeah. kids started like shooting it with uh, slingshots and stuff, and they had to like take it down.
1: <laughs> yeah, if you really wanted to know what William Castle was all about, there's a movie that Joe Dante did that we talked about called Matinee. Yeah, and that is basically like a very huge homage to him and his films. Yeah. William Castle. <laughs>
0: Let's That's see good. what we got from there. We got Return of the Fly.
1: Return of the Fly. <laughs> Everyone knows the Misfits song. They don't know the movie. There's actually four uh, fly song, uh, fly fly songs. There's fly movies, right? <laughs> right. There's uh, uh, this...
2: three. There's three or four. Yeah. Okay, I'm including the two, I'm including the, the, the remake, remake oh, yeah, the and remake. the sequel. Well, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Hey man, Cronenberg rules.
2: Yeah, that was a good one. Do they Totally uh, different. Fly Two by Cronenberg. If you just want to cry and watch that dog in that movie. Yikes. God damn <laughs> it. <laughs> I've got the tingler up there. I've got the bat. These are,
1: these are, the tingler is one of the. Tingler. Ah, well, uh, tingler. tingler. Well, if you've got was, notes, go for it, baby.
2: Tingler, I thought was uh, very entertaining. <laughs> uh, basically, yeah, it's the earliest mainstream film to depict an LSD trip. But uh, I could see it. Yeah. Yeah. So the uh, he's a obsessed pathologist, discovers and captures a parasitic creature that grows when fear grips its host. So basically, you have like a parasite growing in your spine, and every time you get. Scared, you scream, and then it's like you know it makes it shrink. But this woman, she can't scream. Now she this was
0: bigger, the, bigger, this is and the, bigger. the one. This is the one. This is another castle movie, right? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. So he, this is the one where he put they had they had the shock the shockers in the seat. Yeah, so they could shock the shit out of people to get them to scream. Yeah,
1: yeah and that yeah I, I forgot what that version of that was called, but yeah, and they would put um and the. That's, that, that's the legend of it. The reality is it was just a buzzer, like a fun buzzer that like, you yeah. put it in your hand to shake a hand and it would just vibrate the seat and they, they would, like thought they were getting electric shocks because, yeah. you know, insurance and lawyers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> At Wonderfest one year and I think he went with me. Yeah. Dr. Gangrene did the Tingler and yeah. they had the they had the seats rigged up for the shocking... It was great. Mm-hmm. Bob was Burns fun. was
1: there, the, him and John Goodwin who actually did a special effects for like The Thing with uh, Rob Bottin. Mm-hmm. They actually did an, an entire stage show, like a shadow... Cast like Rocky Horror style to the
2: Tingler right in front of us. It was amazing. It was really good. That part so. of the movie is really good because like this whole screen goes black and they're like, "He's like, ladies and gentlemen, the Tingler is loose in the theater." Yeah, you know, <laughs> it's like. <laughs> ah! <laughs> He's like, everybody scream Just
0: think about how fun that would have been to go see in the theater. Like, just like opening night, not knowing what's going to happen, just yeah. with a crowd of unsuspecting squares. There's a nurse out front, like, you need
2: to sign this if you want to buy some insurance, if you die watching this movie. Yeah,
1: and that's true. William Castle is the one who did all that stuff that you've seen in all these movies that people are like, oh, you know, sign this, you know, for this waiver. Or, you know, like the movie popcorn is another big, huge ode to William Castle movies. Yeah. There's all these gimmicks. And he was the first person to do that kind of stuff.
2: There's a, the guy that, so they run the silent movie theater, him and this guy's wife. And he, like, introduces his wife, and he's like, oh, I'm sorry, she's deaf and dumb. I'm like, god damn, dude. like <laughs> he <just laughs> sorry, says She can't speak, man. Like, <laughs> it's like, my wife is deaf and dumb. It was the 50s, man.
1: Yeah. yeah, they
0: didn't know how to talk about, you
1: know, she's just fucking mute. How about that?
0: Yeah. <laughs> she just doesn't fucking like you. But Maybe this, she just didn't like the guy. I don't know. The scene, whenever they, like, scare
2: her to death. And she's, like, going through the house, and all the weird shit's happened. It was very, like, Suspiria-like, because they have, like, when it gets in there, it's the only color part in the whole movie is when, like, the blood shows up and the blood's, like, really red. And it just reminded me, like, the beginning of Suspiria, whenever she's, like, going through and all these crazy things are happening. They even have, like, big hairy arms featured in there. Too. Oh, yeah, very much. <laughs> yeah. Very much. Yeah. And I was like, man, I was like, I wonder if they were, like, watching this, like, and then, like, they were just, like, making Suspiria and, like, yeah, we should totally rip off Tinkler. <laughs> oh, he did. Dario yeah. yeah. has to. He's such a, a yeah. fish, you
1: know, like a, a nerd of film. Are you kidding me? Fuck yeah. No, that's not lost on, on his fans. <laughs> yeah. Now I know we're getting ready to hit the 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 peak of the '60s when it comes to Roger Corman yep. and Vincent Price. They did eight movies together. But before that, I, I found my notes on this whole thing that we talked about the Sears and bug thing. So I'm just going to do it verbatim. Uh, I think I just copy and pasted this from some internet thing. But it is uh, 100% true. And it's really fucking cool. So here we go. Price also spent time working as an art consultant for Sears and Roebuck from 1962 to 1971. Sears offered the Vincent Price collection of fine art, selling about 50,000 fine art prints to the general public. Works which Price selected or commissioned for the collection included some of the Rembrandt, Pablo Picasso, Salvador Dali. Uh, to give them to public, as, you know, people who are normal people would have access to fine art, and it was important to Price, who, according to his daughter Victoria, saw that Sears deal saw the Sears deal as an opportunity to put his populist, belie- or, yeah, his populist beliefs into practice to bring the art to the American public in the in the 1960s. Portraits painted by Charles Beard King. Of Native Americans were secured by Jacqueline Kennedy's White House restoration through the efforts of Vincent Price. These five paintings were paid for and donated to the White House collection by Sears and Roebuck. That's a fucking badass thing to do. That's
0: crazy. And he was he was an art broker for uh, there was an interview with him that I saw where he was talking about being an art art broker for for a few years. He said he loved it. He just got to spend other people's money.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, he was such a lover of people and uh, he was a very big Democrat. Uh, And he believed in, uh, he hated racism, oppression. He
0: was a very big feminist. Um, I think he got that. He, like, grew up because his parents were, like, like really conservative well his parents they're there now there are some stories and again i can't i you know i can only go with what i've read yeah. from several different sources yeah but uh you know his they were very very populist he was well populist maybe is the word uh his dad was into fascism how about that yeah yeah let's yeah, just say that yeah, his, yeah. His, <laughs> his 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 dad was his dad was uh you know Hitler, when he was elected, was you know on the right path. Like, hey, this guy's got some great ideas. Oh my god! And then when the war when the war happened, there was no sympathizing. Yeah, (laughs) everything everything that I read from that point, Vincent Bryce was like, oh, this is fucked up. Let's not let's not. And you know, it was one of his darker times. But he was younger at the time and just easily blinded by like, oh, look at this person. You know, like we are in the situation now in the world. But yeah, yeah, it's just it's it, it sucks, but. I think that led him to be the champion of of uh, you know fine arts, the champion of people. He was really supportive supportive of the LGBTQ community. Yeah. Um, and, and we're talking about like at a time when it wasn't the popular yeah, thing wildly do. unpopular. At yeah, the time very wildly unpopular. That, yeah. But I mean, he made a donation. What was it? Um, an art institute in uh, East LA College. Uh, there was a Vincent Price Museum out there because he gave a lot of money to them. So, uh, you know, made some mistakes, but overall, is a pretty cool guy.
1: Yeah, he yeah. did. Uh, art teaching collector owned by the Community College of the United States in California. Um, he ultimately donated some 2,000 pieces to the collection containing over 9,000 pieces and has been valued at over $5 million, and that was back then. in 1957 is when he did that shit. That's
0: fucking rad. Damn. Now Roger Corman. And then he went to go work with Roger Corman. (laughs)
2: Yeah. Fucking rules, man. He's like, where'd you get that sandwich at? That's not approved on the budget right now. (laughs) Right. Roger Corman could make these badass gothic films
1: on a budget, get it done, have a script written in three days, and make a a movie in like two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Some of them were in like nine days, like Bucket of Blood and Little House of, uh, Little Shop of Horrors were done in
0: like three days apiece. Te- technically, how, uh, technically, Edgar and Poe wrote some of these, but whatever.
2: You know, <laughs>
1: we're getting
0: to that part. You know, <laughs> yeah. the, I guess the guy that inspired this whole thing.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Well, they're taking like a short story. When I say like some of these are short stories, like some of them are like three pages and they're making a 90 minute movie out of it, like The Raven. Like, hey, you they make a movie out of The Raven. It's like a poem, basically. Like, you don't. You, a you make a fucking movie. horror comedy like <laughs> <Yeah>. they did.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's so, they're gorgeous to look at. And the the, the film stock they use made all the covers, colors so vibrant. I mean, do you want to go, get into these? Like, there's eight movies
2: that he did and he didn't do them all in exactly in a row. Yeah.
1: So you have The House of Usher.
2: House of Usher, I liked it. Uh, that that was the I watched that one first out of all the uh, you know that he did out of the eight movies uh, that was probably the post story I wasn't super familiar with I read a lot of it growing up uh, he has yeah it's like came with blonde hair blonde yeah. hair Vincent Price
1: it's the first time you really see him like really chewing up scenery too because he is really laying it on thick yeah and his
2: style of acting
1: it's either you like it at the time or you thought he was just ridiculous because he's so over the top serious. But he he's so emotional. Yeah.
3: But it really works
1: for this style of like storytelling. I thought. Yeah. You're laughing, Dave. What you got? Oh no, nothing. (laughs) I, I got nothing.
0: Say he's emotional, man. He's got he's got one emotion. Terrifying. Terrifying. Yeah. Oh, especially like in Pit and the Pendulum and
1: things like that. But yeah, *The House oh, of yeah. Usher. So uh, one thing I want to note on is uh, Mark Damon, not connected to Matt Damon whatsoever, but he's the young hero in *In, in House of Usher. Uh, the dude was in a movie called Black Sabbath with Boris Karloff, directed yeah. by Mario Bava, which I fucking love. Yeah, that's great. Um, he did a bunch of Westerns, and then he became a producer. Now, he produced movies that we all love. There's four of us in this room. Corey's in the corner pushing all the buttons and making it sound sexy. But, okay, I just made a, a note just a few of the movies that we, I know I love. Nine and a Half Weeks, because I love jerking off to Kim Bassinger. Uh, Never Ending Story, Short Circuit, Flight of the Navigator, The Lost Boys, Mac and Me, Fear.com, no, that one maybe. And then Monster with Charlize Theron. He even did like the, the last two yeah. Universal so- Soldiers produced those movies.
2: Damn, that's impressive.
1: A lot of people don't think about that, and this dude is like the hunky hero who shows up at, in yeah. a couple of uh, Vincent Price
2: movies. He's a 1960s <laughs> handsome man. Fuck yeah, he is. He's like five, a Fabian or whatever. Yeah. And he
0: won an award for that movie too, I think. Vincent Price or Mark uh, Mark da- Mark Damon. Mark Damon. I can't
1: say. I can't help but say it like that from uh, what, was a Team America. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mark Damon.
0: <laughs> there was a uh,
2: speaking of Mar- uh, Roger Corman's like cheapness, or you know, coming in under budget. Uh, there was a fire sequence they used in that movie where. Someone was just, like, burning a barn somewhere, and he was like, get some footage of that. We'll use it in the movie. It (laughs) works. Then they just reuse it in, like, five more movies after that. Hell, yeah, they did,
1: because there's always that one scene where it's, like,
2: falling in, and they're like, oh, that's a great, that's great, good good capture.
1: That guy probably never gets any credit
2: for that fucking scene that he directed. (laughs) Which part of me absolutely loves that. I'm just like, yeah, man, fuck it, just keep using that. Nobody will notice. Like, they use that same, there's that Roger Corman music that I swear to God it's in, like, so many Roger Corman movies, and it's, like, the same, it's... It's from the space one. That's a Star Wars rip off. I'm kind of blanking on right now, but oh, there's so many. Yeah, they just use that. There's same Battle song. Beyond the Stars. Yeah, it's, the, it's like the Love Fiend Theme from Battle Beyond the oh, Stars. Okay, there's yeah, like... which
1: itself is yeah. a
0: fucking rip off of like Seven Samurai. Yeah. Fucking, you know that kind of that kind of stuff. Yeah, they got a good song. Why not use it more than once? Oh no, yeah, it's yeah, in one of they the they all des-
2: do it. One of the Death Stalker movies. that has it in there. <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: shit!
2: <laughs> it's like goes from space to fucking loincloth. Like yeah,
0: <laughs> right. Jesus Christ. Song's the time travel.
1: Uh, Mirda Faye, It's her her last film row and she also i remember her as a kid she played blaze in the batman 64 television show she's only in a couple of episodes and then of course the big thing for me as a horror nerd as a child when i actually was exposed to these on like creature feature nights was richard matheson that dude's name just kept popping up in all the movies and all the tv shows that i loved as a child and he wrote a lot of the roger corman films
2: yeah he also he did Probably the, the most famous Twilight Zone episode is based, you know, Nightmare at 20,000 Feet. Yeah. He wrote that. The Night Stalker TV show yeah. and movies. Oh, he wrote yeah. uh, uh, I, it, Last it, Man I, on Earth. I, which, I, yeah. Yeah, Legend which, of Hell House. Uh, yeah, Richard Matheson. He also wrote stuff that you probably don't even think about, which is that he was the...
1: Uh, is it Fahrenheit 9, whatever the fuck?
2: Uh, uh, Robin Williams, where he, like, tries to come back and what dreams may what come. What dreams
1: yeah. may come. Yeah. Wow, you want like, me to cry over here. Yeah, I know. Ass, like, dude. Yeah,
0: it's like... Richard Star Matheson, he's the man. I mean, he did a lot.
1: Yeah, Richard Matheson saved horror in the 60s and yeah. 70s and He's a great 80s. writer. Uh, you go on to The Pit and the Pendulum, 1961.
2: I tried watching that. I fell asleep. Damn! <laughs> I was like, I just
0: kept... Did you so... enjoy the Charles Band one more? Like... <laughs> Which is badass, by the way. So many, those,
2: so many of those movies, the poems I'm watching, I'm just like... They're I'm, I'm, I'm,
1: I'm, I'm, like, I'm like, get to the pendulum, <laughs> which is like the last 10 seconds of the movie. <laughs> Welcome
2: know, to man. hell, Bartholomew. I know. I'm just like, God, man, it's just so much. But Barbara
1: Steele's great. <laughs> yeah, she is. She is a goddess, and she kicks ass in that film. And she did a lot of Italian films. Most people know Black Sabbath, to bring that back up again. Um, she's, she's one of my favorite scream queens, and I got to meet her one time. I think I told the story where she looked at me and she said, are you Irish? I was like, yeah. She's like, you look very Irish. And I was like, <laughs> fuck you. let's take a picture god damn it and i'll get out of here (laughs) uh let's see tales of terror 1962 tower of london 1962 it's not a remake of the of the one that he did for universal it's actually based on like richard the third so i don't know why they like most people don't even put this on the list with roger uh, Roger corman and vincent price movies uh it's uh it's just another movie called the tower of london and it's about you know richard hunchback the third there you go.
0: <laughs> Richard Hunchback the Third. <laughs> Hunchback. He
1: was hated and loved. He's one of those characters, like, if you read about him enough, um, you're going to find out what a bastard he was. Did people love him? Kind of like Dracula, in a way, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, there's a, a really good documentary. It's a, like a mockumentary that uh, what fucking Al Pacino did, where he's like making a, a, a stage play with I mean, every actor you could think of in the mid '90s is in this thing, and they're all doing these parts. And it's a great little mockumentary. I think it's called Finding Richard. Uh, I could be I just made it up. Who knows? But, anyways, Richard the Third, Richard the Hunchback the Third. Richard the third. Hunchback. You're trying to get me canceled? No, sorry. <laughs> I'm trying to cancel myself. Uh, the Haunted Palace is one that I know Ace said he wanted. he, yeah, he wanted I to get that into. One. Yeah,
2: Haunted Palace is good.
1: Haunted Palace is one of my favorite movies of that era um, yeah. I love Lovecraft and they, this was billed as a Edgar Allan Poe movie
2: yeah because uh, they use a poem that's in there yeah. that's, that's the only connection to Poe the the rest of that's based on the case of Charles Dixer Ward yeah which I, I, yeah I mean his name is like Charles Dixer Ward <laughs> like, like, I know it's, it's not even remotely it's the same as the Poe story but it's another American International Roger Corman release uh, the yeah the opening scene with the warlock and the cemetery um I love that. I just like. I love that. It kind of it kind of catches the story pretty good. Um, I read it recently before I watched that movie. Um, there was another one they did later on. That's the also Resurrected. The Resurrected. Yeah, so Which good. I've not watched that one. Yet. You
1: need to. I've got the VHS on this goddamn corner behind yeah. me um, with uh, uh, Chris Sarandon. Actually directed by Dan O'Bannon. Yeah, that was his last movie that he directed after Return of the Dead. Is called The Resurrected. So if you haven't seen that movie, guys, fucking check that out. You will not. Be disappointed. Yeah. Practical effects. Chris Sarandon. Say no more. And yeah. it's just like monsters, and you know, it's like a, it's like a really good practical effects monster movie after the thing. You just watch. It's good, yeah. so good.
2: But yeah, uh, if it, like this has all the you know Lovecraft's got Nicker, references. Necronomicon. Nicker- uh, I'm probably gonna destroy this word. Yog Sothoth. However, you Sothoth. As Dave, he, yeah. he still plays D and D, which is really
1: good for people. But that's yeah. why I need
2: to get back into it. Uh, it's good for your mind. You know, he's got the ancestor Corin. You know, they're in the town of Arkham. You know, all that. Uh, all the good things. It all is the good Lovecraft things. And it
1: has that look of like being uh, made on a sound stage, which I that, f- yeah, I wrote love. that
2: down. I love that. I love watching a lot of those movies because <laughs> you can tell it's on a sound stage and it really feels like a movie. Yeah, like I like I like watching kind of the old movies like they're on the like you can just tell like it's a big production. They were on a stage. Like sometimes if you see stuff and it looks so real. It take like kind of takes me out of it, but like if I can watch something and I can tell they're on a soundstage, it just kind of like makes it you know magical.
1: Yeah, the Tomb of Lygia, which is probably my least favorite, and it's because c- it's like it doesn't have the wit and the 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 weirdness of the earlier uh, yeah. retro Corman films. It's filmed on location, and you can see it in these castles, and it looks good, but like
2: everything, like it's just not as magical. Well, a lot of the stuff back then, like they were trying to film on location, which they didn't have. He's trying to film a location back in the 60s on a budget. Like, it's yeah. not going to look good. It's Stonehenge,
1: again. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and also, the Tomb of Lygia, if you just want to watch, you know, Vincent Price, you know, fight a cat for like 90 minutes. Be it's, really it's, moody. <laughs>
1: yeah. But before that, he did The Raven.
2: Yes,
0: yeah. he did. That was, that was way
1: before that. The Raven. Well, The Raven was 1963, and yes. then he did Tomb of Lygia in 1965. Oh, that's right. Yeah. 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 Uh, the Raven is what we were talking about. Like, how do you make a fucking movie out
2: of this little poem? Yeah. And make it good. You just don't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The only people who could. The Simpsons did that on this first uh, Halloween special, and, and that fucking it was great. Rolls. Yeah, yeah. yeah you can't of, make ninety minutes out of can't it. would
0: have been a boring ninety minutes. Yeah. Um,
2: Who's the guy with the big eyes yeah. in the movie? Peter Lorre. Peter Lorre. Yeah. Yeah. I, I most know him from them just doing that character in Looney Tunes. <laughs> yeah, he got that voice like
3: yes.
1: Yeah, like
2: I never knew that was a real person for years until I was like, oh yeah, that is a real person. It's tell not us, just Looney Tunes. <laughs> tell
0: us something, Death Metal Dave. Oh, I've got nothing about that, oh, okay. I, 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 I kept know. thinking you were going to you don't have no. any Peter Lore. No, no, Peter no. No, you have Lore? have no I've, I've <laughs> Dick Lore. Cool, the Legend of Dick. <laughs> well, you have you have Comedy of Terrors, which is the sort of an unofficial sequel to Tower of London. Yeah, it's true. It is, mm. and
1: that one actually uh, brings back Basil Rathbone. That's right from the old. Tower of London. And it didn't do well. <laughs> no, it, it, it was towards the end. I think this is why they stopped making movies uh, together. And they, I think, I mean, you're in the middle of the 60s. You got fucking you got Vietnam on the horizon. You've got rock music being like, let's get real, let's grow our hair out and get fucked up. And, oh, yeah. you know, we're not going to watch a bunch of stage bloods people walking around in capes and some fog. That shit started dying. Yeah. Then you had, you know, that's when Blood Feast started coming out. Like people wanted to see more and more real films. Everyone, yeah. So these kind of like campy. You know, on the back lot in a cemetery. He was like, yeah. oh, cool, it's a wolf man with, you know, fucking, I don't
2: know, yeah, West dick Gra- hair on his face. Well, Wes Craven's not- doing Last House on the yeah. left, and you're over here in a, in a fucking castle like, boo. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, get the fuck out of here, dude. I don't want to see that shit. Richard
0: Matheson apparently had written a third movie, too, but, you know, after this, nope, never no. No. mind. No, shit no.
2: got gritty in the 70s, man. Once the 60s and late 60s and 70s, man, people were just wanting some gritty shit.
1: Well, right before this, it started to really, they, they made, I think most people think would it be their opus, which is Mask of the Red Death. Yes. That fucking movie is great. If you haven't seen it, you will see a who's who of like, uh, of like character actors from the 60s in there. It even has what's his face from the, uh, the Clockwork Orange, who plays the guy in the wheelchair. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, he's in it. God, you know, he's such a bastard. And it's not okay. This movie is so un PC. And the whole idea is because it's during the plague. Yeah, and they're yeah. they're trapped in their castle, and they're like fuck all the poor people. We'll be fine up here, and he, let's throw a party.
0: Yes, award uh, goes to best frog mask in cinema history. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> Better than hell comes the Frog Town, right? And they sexualize like a ten year old. Yeah, yeah. It's the movie's problematic. I'm not gonna say that. I'm not gonna say it's not. Well, um, I mean, that guy gets his served his comeuppance. But yeah, I was just like,
2: oh, I forgot
1: yeah. about I mean, this
0: scene. Patrick, Mag- Patrick Maggie
2: Patrick Magie. Is that guy's name? We'll just call him Maggie. Maggie. M a g e e. Yeah, that's, that's his that's, name. He's the guy from Clockwork Orange. He's oh. like my wife used to do everything for me. Yeah. So if you know what we're
1: talking about, yeah. he is the guy in the wheelchair that at the beginning of the movie the, that Alex and his droogs come in, attack, fuck him up, and then they do awful things to his wife. So at the end of Clockwork Orange yeah. is when you see his character again with fucking David Prowse. You know Darth, yeah, Darth, Darth Vader Major. is, is yeah. his bodyguard. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, things don't go well for. The Drew King. I
2: wrote that. He's also in the way down the road here, Monster Club, which we can bring up later. But yeah. he's in that movie as well.
0: That's a good one. Yeah, it is. And I, I I was confused. I, I said that had the best frog mask. What I meant to say is Dr. Fives. Oh had, yeah. had the best frog <laughs> mask. <laughs> that's the one that like it just keeps tightening and tightening and tightening. Yeah, oh, we'll yeah. definitely have to get to that one. Yeah. I haven't
1: even looked at the damn list. I'm just going off my notes over here. We've got <laughs> we I got excited. We were gonna talk about masks.
2: The last man on earth up there. We got last sixty four. You gotta talk about that. <laughs> yeah. Let's, that's take it. Uh that's another Richard Matheson, which you might also know from I Am Legend. Which was the book it's based off of? Which was he wrote? He wrote, yeah. And he also, which was also, it's been remade multiple times. Which most notably had you know Will Smith and I'm Legend, and then uh, Charlton Heston, dead. yeah, Charlton mm-hmm. Heston and the Omega, Omega Man. Man. That's a great movie. Yeah, you know, just chewing up the scenery. It um, is. It's kind of like a long Twilight Zone episode when you watch it. Yeah, I was really surprised when I knew the time
1: of when this movie was made because I thought it was made like way into the '50s, and it's yeah. not. And it it it's just like a, it's another thing. You can say they made, they made it on a, on a sound stage. They could, you could tell everything is like character actors from the, the nearest stage play production or whatever. But it's, it's actually really, uh, really good.
2: Yeah, it's another one of those other ones too that you probably it's you know it kind of fell into the public domain. So yeah, it's, it's on, on any DVD you can buy anywhere. That's like
0: a hundred great horror movies. I mean, a lot of these you can find. Yeah. On YouTube, or if you—I mean, that's where I saw most of them. But that's
1: actually good, Dave, because I thought forgot to mention we—I we. I, we um, if you go on our YouTube channel and you go through the our list that we have, we have the '70s, '50s, '60s, and '70s and '90s of, of horror movies, and I've got a whole collection of classic mo- moments in horror, uh, and it's all documentaries. But man, I have loaded up all those channels, all those playlists on our YouTube channel uh, for with Vincent Price movies as well. So go check that out.
2: Yeah, there's some good stuff on there.
1: Yeah, yeah. I was showing showing Ace the other night yeah. about like, look, I put all this on there.
2: So yeah, stuff I was like, man, that's on YouTube. I didn't even know that. Conqueror Worm, like dummy.
1: Witchfinder <laughs> General, which I definitely want to dig into when we get to oh, that. Oh yeah, but uh, I mean, he did a movie called War Gods of the Deep. It's more like it's like a, it's it's a Jacques Turner film, which uh, I he directed a movie called Night of the Demon in the '50s, which is
0: I love. Um it's the, uh, the where the uh, Odor shrunkenist costume came from. <laughs> yeah, it <laughs> Absolutely looks just <laughs> like that
1: fucking demon. Um, so, and then he did these these weird little sex comedies called Doctor Goldfoot, and I own both of them. I'm just going to talk about them very very briefly. Please do. Is that one on YouTube? Uh, Actually, I don't think so. I mean, who knows nowadays, man? But one's called uh, Dr. Goldfoot and the Bikini Machine. The other one's called Dr. Goldfoot and the Girl Bombs. And it's Vincent Price, Frankie fucking Avalon. So it's like these teen idols and the old guy. So Vincent Price is actually the bad guy. And he plays a mad scientist that makes a gang of hot babes robots that fucking rob rich rich dudes. (laughs) <laughs> that's the that's the God, doctor doctor Goldfoot and the bikini machine. So he invented the Kardashians. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. And then the doctor doctor Goldfoot and the Girl Bombs uh, was actually directed by Mario Bava during uh, when he was just like, ah, I'm not going to make a Jala movie this year. I make a I'll make a a booby movie with Vincent Price. Yeah. And it'll be a sequel to a movie that wasn't that well-received anyways. But this one's got Fabian in it, who's also a fucking teen idol. And uh, the the doctor is working with the Chinese to explode hot babes uh, and stop the NATO. There you go. Trying to stop NATO. Trying to stop NATO. Was this produced by Russia? I don't
0: know. (laughs) Sounds like propaganda. (laughs)
1: Dr. Goldfoot, there's only two of them. Go check them out talk now uh there's one movie I wanted to get to desperately and that is the witchfinder general also known as the conqueror
0: now we talked about this previously well on, our, on our on our witch episode yeah and uh, I hadn't seen it at the time and then I recently watched it this is this is my this is this is how this movie was received it's good so i find <laughs> oh, I it can't on wait, i find it on youtube Rachel's asleep so i'm just like I'm just like I, you know it's fucking you it'll know, be fine. It'll be fine. It's fucking brutal. It's fucking brutal. Yeah, like dude. the first. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know this. I didn't. I, I heard it was fucking. Yeah, I heard it was brutal, but I didn't know. So I turn it up. Rachel just walks out of the room. is like, "What are you watching? Oh, not
1: in the bad timing, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, no, uh, it was a bad timing. Okay, good. but uh, no, it was bad timing. Oh it was, no, it was really. There's not really much. There's not really much in that movie that isn't bad timing. You get like. You know, somebody getting beaten to death or tortured, dragging then, that woman up the hill, and they just hang her. Yeah, <laughs> like, that is the beginning. Yeah, that's, <laughs> the that's the, the beginning, beginning of the fucking movie. bang. I was just like, "Holy shit, this is rough. This is gonna <laughs> strap in, kids. This is gonna be a good one." Yeah, it's
1: directed by Michael Reeves, and from a story by the guy who actually wrote the book, uh, Ronald Bassett. So, I'll just start the movie off, and then you guys can go where you want. But it starts with a bang. It goes right from the girl getting this woman who's accused of being a witch dragged up a fucking hill and just straight up hung, and they don't yeah. cut away.
2: Oh, like no. she's up.
1: Oh, it's like uh, it's like that. Watching the Texas Chainsaw Massacre hook scene. Yeah. Except I think this is a little bit more brutal because it's just one long scene. Boom! She's hanging for 1968. it's pretty brutal. I yeah, think. it is. Yeah. Uh, it's in your face, and Vincent Price plays Matthew Hopkins, which is actually based on a real witch yeah. finder. Matthew, Hyman.
0: see, I think he did this because he, uh, before that, he did uh, the Batman television shows, Egghead, Egghead just yeah, threw yeah. eggs at people, <laughs> yeah, and like, he's like, people a- don't think I'm scary anymore. I gotta, I gotta do something really fucked up. Well, he and doubled he, down on that. He is the perfect <laughs> bad guy in this movie. Yes, he is. Because like. He's not even the one administering pain for the most part. And he's just like, he's just very menacing the whole time.
2: Oh, yeah. Like, every, like, every time he sees somebody in the movie, he's just like, Do you confess? <laughs> <laughs> it's like the whole movie's like, How many times in that movie does he say, Do you confess? Do you confess?
0: <laughs> Did you get that memo? Yeah. Did you confess? So the story
1: unfolds following a military re- uh, regiment and the young uh, Buck Richards. I'm just calling him Dick from now on. He's in love with Sarah. And of course, things ain't going to go well. Not during the Spanish Inquisition, because no one expects the Spanish. I'm just joking. There's no Spanish <laughs> Inquisition in this movie. But it was going on at the same time, just not in England. Yeah. Uh, and the thing about Matthew uh, the Matthew Hopkins is that he was doing this in real life, and he had never been given the license or the go-ahead or the okay to do what he was doing. And he did it for a while. Yeah. He just would go to town to town to town, get a bunch of people, hang them, burn them, torture them, and move on to the next fucking town, get money. Yeah. crazy that's fucking nuts and i looked that guy up and that shit really happened yeah you Um, think it's
2: bad now this guy could like if you if you knew how to swim back then you were a fucking witch yeah (laughs) they throw people over a bridge if you swim then you're a witch and if you don't then hey sorry well you died anyways but hey you're not a witch (laughs)
3: Like,
2: man dude my favorite test on that is like whenever he's like uh He's like if he, he puts the hot iron cross and he's like puts it on their back and he's like if you
0: scream you are the witch uh, and he puts it on
2: her back and of course you're like ah
0: yeah it's just like hold on motherfucker put it on your back put it on his <laughs> yeah. put it on anybody's back in this room they'll scream yeah 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 so I wrote that note down he's like
1: he he's working for the parliament for years but he was never actually given permission to do what he was doing and in uh, the role was actually supposed to be Donald Pleasant. and they were going to make him an inept witch finder. Yeah. And then Stern, which is like his Igor asshole, he's like the piece of shit rapist guy. And all the rape in this movie by at least thankfully happens off screen, yeah. But all the torture and mutilation happens right in front of your face. Now it's not—we're not talking about like body parts and all that kind of stuff. It's like, not yeah. hostile. Yeah, we're not talking. To, yeah, it's not Hershel Gordon Lewis meets yeah. fucking uh Vincent Price, but it's still brutal.
2: Yeah, they're one's lowering, lowering a woman into a fire. <laughs> I, <laughs> I know, think man. Yeah, it's insane. Dude.
1: Sarah's played by uh, Hillary Dwyer, who's also in the Oblong Go- Box and the Cry of the Banshee. Both have Vincent Price in them. Uh, Rupert Davies uh, is in, uh, who's the priest that so at the beginning of the movie that you find like the you have Dick and you have Sarah and then you have her dad or her uncle, I think. And the town just is like, ah, we don't like this guy. So they call Matthew to come and take him and torture him. Uh, and that guy is played by um, uh, R- 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 Rupert Davies. He's in uh, Dracula's Risen from the Grave, like, like right after that. And he's also in Frightmare, which is a great movie from like 1974 with uh, Sheila Keith. And if you, have, if you know what I'm talking about, there's a couple movies called Frightmare. This one's very specific. And the front cover is like this really ambiguous person with like a drill or a hatchet, depending on how the yeah. movie poster is edited. And it's like, what the fuck is going on in this movie? That's the one I'm talking about. So you should check that one out.
2: Well, this, um, is, this was also another one where it's, you know, released with as the Conqueror Worm. Yeah. Because that's also an in pose thing. They're so trying they to had, cash, uh, in, on cash in on that. Cash uh, in on that. Also, the first time I ever realized anything about this movie was through this song by the Bank Cathedral that they have a song called Hopkins Witchfinder General. Oh, awesome! They have a video for it, which is amazing. <laughs> it's like so cheesy. Maybe we'll put it in the comment section. And it's uh, on YouTube. It's really good, and it's like over the, the whole the course is like he's like my name is Matthew Hopkins. It's like <laughs> <laughs> it's like literally a kid just reciting what happens in the movie. You know what
0: would happen if um, Witchfinder General had found him fucking burn him. <laughs> burn him burn him burn him like, like, burn him like a witch he would ask him if he
2: confesses first though. yeah <laughs> do you confess <laughs> he gives you
0: a chance do you want to confess
2: yeah yeah
1: i wrote down that the film is full of like the genre cliches that you think of it's like you know inquisition or whatever and they're gonna basically either they want to have sex with you so they have to they you know, you have to be a witch because they want to fuck you or they just want to take your land or your money or whatever yeah. so but the thing about this one is is that um when See, he as soon as he you're talking about Vincent Price's acting in this movie. The reason that he plays it so straight and so angry is he and, and the director hated each other, <laughs> hated each other. And I I read I read that on your Wikipedia. Then I went through like IMDb, and then I went to like the uh, the other like nerd sites that I always frequent. And it's all the, the stories are all pretty much the same, where. Since it was supposed to be Doctor Ple- uh, Doctor Pleasant, the Doctor Loomis, you know Donald Pleasant, yes. and that's who uh, Reeves wanted. That he kept telling the entire cast and the crew that that's what he wanted. So it finally got back to Vincent Price, who was still in America, yeah. had not been. You know, he didn't even get flown in yet. So by the time he flew off, got off the plane, he—I'll put this thing. I'll—I I'll, have some quotes here. He's like, he gets off the plane. He says, uh, gets off the plane. He says, "Take me to your goddamn young genius." And know. So <laughs> here's some more quotes from their apparently their onset fights. One of them is they're, I've, this is Vincent Price I've made 87 films what the fuck have you done and then Matt Reeves response was I've made three good ones <laughs> like those are actual quotes from some of their on set arguments <laughs> But yeah, it's he like plays he,
0: it. Like he wasn't taking direction from him at all. It's supposed to be like a quirky comedy. And I he made it. Yeah. Like
1: fucking Harrison Ford and like uh, Ridley Scott. Like, just give me the lines. I'm going to do this fucking scene and get it. Well, yeah, of here. like
2: imagine being like him and you've already, you know, like you're like this veteran of like film. You're like, I've been acting. He's like, I was in the Ten Commandments, God damn it <laughs> <laughs> Like, he's like, you're going to tell me how to act, motherfucker.
0: He's going to write Christopher Lee a letter and be like, how do you make somebody disappear? Because Christopher Lee knows how to make somebody disappear. <laughs> Fuck yeah, he does. <laughs> Oh, Uh, but that movie. That movie was great. That movie's great. That
1: movie is crazy, and I'm going to talk about the ending. So I have to talk about the ending. We spoil things here off and on a lot, and this is not going to be a spoiler. Guess what? He fucking gets killed finally because all of this awful shit that they've done throughout the countryside, it has a lot to do with Dick and, and Sarah. Uh, a lot to do with Dick a lot to do with Dick so Dick basically is hunting him down (laughs) because they they violate you know his wife to be they fucking kill her uncle who is actually the priest of the neighborhood of the the town the neighborhood you know (laughs) (laughs) whatever Dunwich whatever Uh, he finally tracks him down and then of course, he gets uh, he gets kidnapped, and they figure out how to turn the tables on them. So the end scene is him being he's hung up on a hook. Sarah is on like some weird altar, and they're getting ready to burn her with a cross. And then yeah. his army buddies show up. They they fight their way down into this dungeon, and they can hear them coming. So finally, Dick gets himself loose, and he blinds his his, his Igor henchmen. So there's all this screaming and like this you know, like they show the fierce battle of like the army guys getting down into the into the dungeon, and they get through the door. And the scene is this. It's Dick with an axe just hacking at fucking Vincent Price. Non-hack. Hack. I mean, he's just fucking hacking, and Vincent Price is squirming and screaming, and they don't cut away. It's just yeah. blood splurting, and, you know, again, it's not body parts, but he's just, and finally the, one of his army guys just uh, blows his head off to get put him out of his misery, and the ending movie is this. He just, he has the axe, he looks up covered in blood, and he's just screaming, You took him from me! You took him from me! <laughs> yeah, until the credits roll, and his girl is just shrieking. Roll
0: credits. That's, it's a great ending. God damn. <laughs> you know, Witchfinder
1: yeah. General, people, go That's check good. this
0: movie out. <laughs> yeah. The director was like, I don't think we got that one. Hit him again.
2: You took him from me! <laughs>
0: Hit him one more time, Dick. I don't I need one for post. Come on. So I really wanted to talk about that movie. <laughs> it, oh, <laughs> it was yeah. really good, man. Like I was I was pleasantly surprised. I mean, I just didn't expect like he's he's a bad guy, but he's never truly a bastard in any of these movies. Yeah, this one's and probably this the one, closest one yeah, closest he's, ever. Yeah, it's sometimes like you're like, okay, I can maybe see where he's coming from. I don't yeah. know. But let's, this one no. No, let's yeah. talk about his culinary arts, Dave. Do you have yeah. anything on that to lighten <laughs> up this motherfucker? <laughs> well, he was he was a good he was a cook. He was a very very he loved cooking. And he actually made a cookbook called The Treasury of Great Recipes. Yeah. And it's fucked up because if you go back, a lot of these a lot of the universal actors and stuff were were were, were cooks. Like, uh, I found, well, sorry, Steve, don't choke on me. No. I just tried
1: that flaming Hot Mountain Dew.
0: Why would you do that? <laughs> on camera. Why would you do that? My first sip, sorry. I'm, t- I'm talking about, I'm i talk- almost <laughs>
1: fucking just threw up.
0: I'm talking about, like, fine dining and stuff like that. Steve's over here drinking oh, Mountain Dew flavored, it's like, or fucking flaming Hot oh, Mountain Dew. Oh, man, Dues. it's so
1: good, but it's like, it's literally like Don't drinking- drink that. I <laughs> just did. You're
0: like a Hi, YouTube people five-year-old, man. <laughs> Get that out of your mouth. Trying it. to discuss the culinary arts. <laughs> Anyways. So he made the book. Go ahead. He made this book for the for the for the simple reason is because he wanted wanted people to eat better and to try delicacies that they maybe have never been exposed to. I'm fine. You good?
2: Yeah.
0: He did a lot of cookbooks. He didn't he did several. But the yeah. last that 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 the cookbook that I mentioned previously, he it was it was out of print for years, but it was recently put back into print in twenty fifteen. Are you gonna be okay? I'm American. Go ahead. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. We all suck. <laughs> you go. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Oh, no, I'm fine, man. I'm ready to go. A treasury of great mountain dew. Holy <laughs> shit. Oh,
0: I've got nothing else, Steve. <laughs> no, it's The great. moment's over. No,
2: it was awesome.
0: I just wanted you to keep acting like nothing's going on over here while mm. I'm dying. Mm. What were what we talking about? Oh, <laughs> we moved on from Witchfinder General, so I guess we should go to Abominable Doctor 5. Oh, Six. yeah. That's such a great fucking movie. Man. That one has the kick-ass mask in it. <laughs> yeah. It does. Lots of good masks in that
1: movie. Yeah, it's like the seven deadly sins is kind of how like, he's killing them, right? Seven plagues. Seven plagues. That's what it was. I'm thinking of seven. <laughs> Not John Doe. Vincent Doe. Vincent Doe. Whatever. Culinary. <laughs> Whatever, man.
0: <laughs> you got me fucked up with this flaming hot mountain. Dude, dude it got me fucked up. Don't do it. <laughs> <coughs> but the uh, bombable Doctor fives uh, about a man whose wife dies. Yeah. And he gets Carolyn Monroe. Carolyn Monroe and, and very, Tom vibes. He's, he's very he's very he's very upset about it.
2: He seeks revenge on the nine doctors he considers responsible for the death of his wife.
0: Yeah. Nine plagues. <laughs> yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yes, and um yeah, it's. I mean, I don't know what to talk uh, about. It starts movie. out Is really it? good. Yeah. I love how it
2: starts because it's just like him. He's got like the cloak on. There's like the big organ, and the credits are kind of rolling, and he's just like, yeah, like playing that. That's really great. I love how it starts. Uh That's all you got. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> no, the the uh,
0: mental note: if you walk into somebody's house and they're playing the organ frantically, leave. Leave. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um.
2: He's got the makeup where it's just kind of like his face looks like rubber throughout the whole Yeah, movie. he never
1: uses, he moves his mouth throughout the entire film. Yeah,
2: he has like the voice box for that talks. He, yeah, he plugs
1: in like, like, uh, like, a, like, like a speaker. Like a, <laughs> yeah, like a, an XLR cable into his neck and he looks like that. You yeah. know, and uh, yeah, he basically just goes on a rampage and hunts down all the people who wronged him and his wife and kills them. It's beautiful. It's like, a, you know, it's a slasher film, but it's like, it's gorgeous to look at.
2: Yeah. It's kinda funny other.
1: too. It's yeah. Oh hell yeah. yeah it's, it's definitely it's really a funny. dark comedy. They made a sequel to it called the uh,
0: Adomitable Abominable Dominable. It's a
1: Jurassic Park movie now.
0: <laughs> Dominus Rex returns. Abominable Doctor Vibes rises again. Vibes rises He come again. back. He does. <laughs> uh spoilers. Also, um the uh
2: the cover art actually ruins the end of the movie for it does. you. Because if you look at the cover art, you're like, who is that? And then at the end of the movie, it's like, here's my real face. And it's like the skull face kind of. And you're like, that was on the cover of Art of the movie. Yeah, That's right, right on the poster. They just ruined the whole ending for you. It reminded
1: me of the House of Wax. Like, the whole yeah. thing is like that mat, that face that everyone remembers is only happens at the very end of the movie. Yeah. It's like the big reveal. And she beats off the... That didn't sound right. She, she beats, beats off up Vincent in Price and in, 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 in the house of wax, where those special effects didn't make sense. It's like they righted it here because the in, wax hurts. And in, in, in the house of wax, he's talking and moving and you know, all these emotions, and then it's a wax face that all of a sudden just falls apart. And in this one, he doesn't, you know, he makes more sense. He doesn't move his mouth, yeah. he just moves his eyes, you know, and then the mask comes off, and it's, it's horrible. Yeah, it's like, uh, like. You know, Grantham from Creep Show, like the you know,
2: Father's Day. Oh yeah. Yeah, it looks fantastic. The the kills in it are great. Uh you know, like the bad disfigures the guy's face, the frog mask, like pops the dude's head like a zit. Yeah, dude. <laughs> like, it's pretty great. Best. Uh <laughs> Yeah, there's the old guy who's like watching the smut film of the woman snake dancing like you would do back then, like when you didn't have actual porn. You're just be like, I got this old smut film. It's like a woman dancing. and she it called? Stagg film. Stag film. B- get, get, get it right. That's <laughs> what my dad would call it. And also his assistant, Volnavia. She's hot.
1: Dude, <laughs>
3: she is hot. And
1: they recast her in the sequel, which I didn't understand why they had to recast her, but I'm sure there's a good reason.
0: Maybe she didn't want to come back. She was doing something else.
1: Uh, and this is around his time of films when he, they were like you know the the they were getting more real like we were just talking about how like the cinema had to change so he was doing like scream and scream again which is actually a really good anthology film uh, you have uh, the Abominable,
2: I keep saying Abominable. Uh let's see Doctor Fives rises again Doctor Fives rises again Theater
1: of Blood Madhouse uh, I've got Mooch goes to call It Hollywood I don't remember that one <laughs> Alice Cooper <laughs> oh yeah good old Alice Cooper Welcome to my nightmare or you, the nightmare Yeah, him and Alice Cooper got together and made that long form music video. uh, Welcome to my nightmare. Yeah, the nightmare. The nightmare. Yes.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, he's 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 got the voice, and uh, I think a lot of people will know him like by his voice too. Especially, it depends on when you were born when you know Vincent Price. Another sip. The don't do it, Steve. God damn do it! it. Why do you the trick is to not song? inhale. This is going to be your nightmare if you keep drinking that. <laughs> 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 but um, you know, that was uh, that was I, I would I think that's that was his first musical endeavor. Would be in that.
1: Yeah, he had recorded a bunch of albums uh, and spoken word things. He did a lot of, like witch stories and ghost story records that I have. Um, right. You can actually find. There's actually uh, uh, I don't know if it's a television program or what, where he did like all of like uh, uh, a Edgar Allan Poe. Uh, stories and they're great and he's just sitting looking at the camera doing things. so yeah. he's done at this point we haven't talked about his television career because fuck we don't have three hours yeah
0: um one thing i wanted to bring up is this is around the time he's 1977 he did what he thought was his greatest achievement ever it was uh called diversions and delights and it was a play where he was Oscar Wilde, Oscar Wilde in his last days <laughs> after being let out of prison. i was gonna say out, if you know anything of, about Oscar Wilde, I can't. <laughs> after, wait. It was it was it was after he got out of jail, but uh, it was it was very popular. He did like 800 plus shows, traveled to different countries, and he was that was always the thing he was most proud of not horror but i would love to have seen it you know yeah i think it would have been awesome i've seen some clips of him reading you know reading cuz it was a one man show so i've seen clips of him you know doing dialogue from it but oh, unfortunately man. i couldn't find anything and nobody recorded that like holy I'm shit i'm sure there is somewhere some shitty it, it's in somebody's basement i don't know somewhere I, mean, I i could not find anything on online that looked like it was worth a shit
1: what a bummer yeah, yeah. But yeah, this is the towards the end of the uh, the seventies. Like I said, he did the theater of blood, which I really love. Madhouse. These are movies that you like more in the vein of Doctor Fives, and like we're talking about, like the Matthew Hopkins character. Like he started doing more serious and not necessarily over the top, just eating scenery
0: uh, roles.
1: And then of course you go to the eighties if you guys want to jump to that. Oh, sure. oh yeah, Monster Club. The Monster, Monster
0: Club. Club. I actually watched that one too. It's been it was it was on Shutter, and I was like, what the fuck is this? Great to watch it. It is. It's pretty fun. Yeah. It's an anthology film.
1: It is. It's made by a company called Sword and Sorceries Pictures.
0: <laughs> How could a company like that not be successful? Yeah, this movie was not because people were done.
1: It wasn't until Creepshow that people took like this kind of thing serious again you had amicus at, towards the end they did like the vault of horror and tell from the crypt movies yeah. and they just start they kind of people stop going to the movies to kind of kind of see these things because you know what you had Jason Voorhees yeah you had you know like you said last in the house in the uh, last house on the left you had black christmas yeah halloween was that horror yeah. was contemporary and it wasn't necessarily about like sitting in a <laughs> castle or hanging out with like Basically, Don Post's monster masks. That's yeah. what's going on in this movie. Yeah. It's a very much like an oh. It's got John Carradine. Um, who, is Christopher Lee I cannot remember. He's not in that, now. Okay, yeah. Vincent Price, John Carradine, Donald Pleasance. Donald Pleasance, uh, Patrick yeah. McGee, uh, like you were talking about earlier. Uh, Britt England. I actually made some notes. And Stuart Whitman.
0: I wonder if they talked about Witchfinder General. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, you're supposed to play that part, motherfucker. Yeah.
1: Well, Stuart Whitman was in Day the Earth Stood Still, Night of the Lepus, and Demonoid.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So you got you have a pretty much a who's who, especially even in the in the in the like the crowd because it is in this thing called the Monster Club where everybody's monsters. But it, it looks like yeah. something out of the Munsters, really.
2: Yeah, they're like in a club, and like it's the whole wraparound story, and it's kind of him telling the he finds there he's uh Vincent Price. He's like a vampire. He bites the neck of the guy who wrote these stories and takes yeah. him in there, and uh, then he starts like reciting. There's three different stories, which is like the Shadmock, the vampires, and the ghouls. Um, I think probably my favorite one was probably the Mock, which was the first one. It's really good because it's that guy who kind of looks like Zachary. <laughs> he's just like he's like, no one will ever love me. He has the hair and everything. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like it's the same exact look. Uh, his name is Raven too, which is that's <laughs> fucking badass. He just looks like any goth guy you'd see like hanging out. It's a great band. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> raven
1: yeah if you don't know what i'm talking about look up raven the band you will thank me <laughs> later or hate my guts <laughs> <laughs> um the the monster squad is it's it's that's it's also i think that was directed by roy Royd baker um, yeah, well, yeah okay yeah and you would know him from like uh quartermaster in the pit vampire lovers Scars of dracula those kind of movies so asylum like, yeah, <laughs> yeah asylum fucking rules yeah uh, but also another th- anthology, it's kind of like the the last gasp of these old studios was like, we'll just make an anthology because it's cheaper because you can just pay uh, a director to or maybe one director, but many directors to do a short film. Yeah, And then you just put it put it together and then, hey, hopefully make a million dollars. This movie yeah. did not. And most people remember it because Elvira hosted... It was whenever big box VHSs is like Elvira hosting uh, the Monster Club, yeah. And then when you bought it, you are like, well, at least I get to see her
2: cleavage because this movie's not great, but I love it. Yeah, I thought it was great. Uh, the uh, The new wave bands playing like in between the like every time the segment ends, like they play like a full song in the movie. And it's kind of like uh, if you're watching The Howling 2 and there's that band that's singing in that, it's like that three times.
1: <laughs> oh, I forgot
2: about this scene. The, the,
1: my favorite part is the uh, the strip cheese that goes from like a gorgeous young woman that turns into an animated oh, skeleton yeah. and takes off knows, her, yeah.
2: skin. her skin. She starts stripping her skin off and she's just a skeleton on stage. It's like an animation. It's so cool. Yeah, it looks cool
1: It's those little things. It's like when you go back and you watch House 2, Dave, and then you
0: realize how good the movie is. Yes. The Sometimes second story. Happens. Yeah. <laughs> the second story. And you get cat or puppies. But let's let's. <laughs> Move on from Caterpuppies and go on to the House of Long Shadows. The House of Long Shadows, and he also that same year he did Vincent. That's right, Vincent the uh, uh, Tim Burton Tim Burton short, short.
1: Uh, which has this never been released is, until like this, ten years later.
0: This I bet it was a blast on this set because you had the you had you had Christopher Lee, Peter Cushing, Vincent Price, and I've I heard a story about about uh, on the House they, of Long Shadows. Yeah, <laughs> when when they were when they were filming it because they were filming it around the time of their birthday, so they're like, let's go throw a party. <laughs> So they threw a joint birthday party. They just picked a place where they were filming. This old awesome, Just, just some know. bar. And they were just like, let's go have a party here. Yeah. And it's it just was... all them having this creepiest conversation you've ever heard. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, it's
2: like, we're here to have a creepy birthday party. <laughs> creepy birthday. <laughs> it was like, Christopher Lee was just like, yes. The House of Long
1: Shadows was one of my favorite ki- uh, movies as a kid. Uh, my mom showed it to me, and- like you said, she's like, you're going to sit down, you're going to love it, you're going to see everybody you know that you grew up on in black and white movies, you're going to see it now in a contemporary setting, and then it's a fucking whodunit, and it's a murder mystery, you know, whodunit, whatever, same thing, yeah. and uh, and it's an all-style cast, and everybody acts like, like you hope they would. Uh, for some reason, Peter Cushion has like a really weird South African accent. It's really thick, but none <laughs> of his brothers do. You know, he probably spent like ten years there, and he just developed a really thick South African accent. Yeah. But it also has Sheila Keith, who I was talking about, is in Frightmare. She is the maid.
2: Yes.
1: <laughs> Desi Arnaz, yeah, Desi Arnaz makes a uh, makes a. I'm trying to remember this because I didn't make any notes, but he he makes a deal with his publisher to he can write a big sprawling novel uh, like *Wuthering Heights*. Uh, in 24 hours for, like, I forget, like, a million dollars or whatever. And then he's like, well, just set it up. So he sets it up in this really crazy old castle or house, uh, this manor, and it has no electricity, and he's like, it's perfect. And so he makes, like, a, he writes a horror story. And I and this is, I'm actually not going to spoil this movie. You all can if you want
0: to. No, no. no. People should watch it. You should watch it. You should watch if this you movie. like
1: that old school shit. I mean, if you're going to listen to this episode, you're going to like this kind of movie yeah. anyways, because we're talking about Vincent Price.
0: Yeah.
2: I mean, for me, honestly... I, I like I've watched a bunch of Vincent Price movies lately, but before then I'd only ever watched probably the main ones like Last Man on Earth and yeah, you know. Uh, but getting into watching a lot of those more obscure ones, it made me like really appreciate it more. I was like, no, man, damn, these are like really good movies. Like I kind of missed out on because I was like. You know, growing up, you see, like, something, you're like, when did this come out? 1965. Ugh, there's not going to be no boobs, and there's no violence. <laughs> it's very true. Not going to watch that. <laughs> yeah, it's so, very true. But, like, now, people, it's, people like, you know, that, yeah. as a 38-year-old, I can go back and say, like, oh, yeah, these are great. This is yeah. a really good movie.
1: And this is another movie that did not do well because people didn't want to see a bunch of old dudes. Like, the movie Ghost Story. They didn't want to see, like... A bunch of old classic actors, they didn't give a shit. Yeah. I, I want to see slasher film. I want to yeah. see Freddy Krueger at this point. Ex- exactly, at this point. And then yeah. you have, like, we talked about Vincent uh, with Tim Burton. That was something that he did, I think, for Warner Brothers as a short film. Yeah. And it yeah. didn't get released at the
0: time. And it's just him narrating, right? Yeah, well, he's, yeah, he's a little, little mad scientist guy. Yeah. But now we get into where a lot of people where if you didn't you know if you're if you're our age or if you're Steve's age um fuck this guy <laughs> thriller <laughs> thriller thriller would be a lot of people's first experience with with Vincent Price mikey jackson and that would bring him to a larger audience yeah. because you know uh i'm just going to assume everybody that's watching this or listening to this has heard the song thriller if not please go watch it watch the watch the video or, well, just it's you the can, greatest music video ever made. It's it is of fucking off. Time. John Landis, yeah, yeah. John
1: Landis <laughs> directed it. He directed it American War
0: for London, the Blues
1: Brothers, and that kind of thing. Yeah, there's everything
0: came together on that one. Rick Vincent, Baker, Vincent doing, Price does his and there was the voiceover. A, there, there's a video of him doing his voiceover live, like on the Johnny Carson show. Yeah, he did a lot of tours, and they just oh, they wanted nice. to
1: hear that because they all of a sudden he was cool again. And he's but, like, you know, a thousand years old. He's like, oh, people care <laughs> about me, and I can make a couple of dollars. Uh, For no
2: mere mortal can resist the evil of the
1: thriller. (laughs) And if you listen to the audio version, it's completely different and it's a different spot and it makes way more sense in the music video and in in the audio version because it's been so long since I've actually heard, besides like a Halloween store when you're walking in and going, oh God, it's that song again. Uh, You don't appreciate it as much, but you watch the music video and then usually when you see it now, it's accompanied by the making of it. And that's the best part. Yeah, everything's practical. Everything's great. Even the dancing, which you think could be goofy,
2: still holds up. I think. Yeah, it does. Yeah, there's this. There's nothing bad in this video. This was the music video that changed making music videos. Yeah. There you go. Love
0: it. It was great. It was great. It was great. And uh, I'm just going to assume everybody's watched, so we don't need to harp on it. But then from there, you know, he becomes this. He does. He does like Scooby Doo. He yeah, does he 13 Ghosts, 13 ghosts of Scooby-Doo Doo. as Vincent Van Gogh. <laughs> and then where I first heard of Vincent Price, and actually heard him, the Great Mouse Detective. <laughs> that would be the first time I ever heard Was of Was it Radekin? Is that his name? Yes. Professor I So good. The, yes, the evil, evil rats. I have the VHS in the other room. Oh, it's, it's great. I love Big them. Box. Yeah, a yeah. it's a clamshell. <laughs> a clamshell. <yeah. clears throat> but you know, you get less, you get less horror movies. I mean, Dead Heat. Yeah. Obviously. He was in that. I go got f-
1: Bloodbath at the House of whatever the fuck up. There. Oh I shit!
0: Called. Well, I skipped that because <laughs> I went straight to because the it's great great not music. good at all. From a whisper <laughs> to a scream. Yeah, Jeff Burr directed that. Yeah. I told the story about how he
1: actually got him in that movie a couple episodes ago. Kind of trick. Yeah, we did that on the Voodoo episode. He just walked yeah. up and yeah. said, "Hey," and they're like, uh, instead of him kicking us off his, you know, out of his property, he's like, "Come on in, have some cookies." And I think Vincent he's like Price, the old German guy from Monster Squad. Yeah, I don't Come think he in. was
2: happy about being in that movie.
1: <clears throat> yeah, I don't think so
2: afterwards. No. Yeah, because he's he's pretty old at this point, and that's kind of like a slasher. And he's like, "Nah, I'm not into this." Where's your castle? This isn't very spooky. Yeah,
1: that's 1987, and then 1988, he did one of my favorite films... (laughs) When dead I was a heat, kid. Dead heat. Fucking dead heat, dead man. That's
0: such a good movie. He doesn't really have a huge part in it, and so we shouldn't talk a whole lot about it. I mean, you can, Steve. I you love know. that movie. I um, just purchased the, uh, I just got the Vinegar Syndrome, like, Blu-ray <laughs> <laughs> that they put out Fuck of it. Fuck yeah. Oh, man. Got the VHS. Fucking thing. Joe Piscopo, man.
1: Joe Piscopo, <laughs> Treat Williams. Uh, Linnea Quigley has a very small part that actually got cut out. Uh, her husband at the time was doing all the special effects. Uh, Steve Johnson. Yeah. Robert <clears throat> Ricardo. It's a buddy cop fucking a you know action movie with zombies yeah that they you can't kill. Like it's old classic like Return of the Dead, yeah. that kind of thing. You just can't kill these fucking guys. And so uh it's got um uh Darren McGavin who is Colt the, the Night Stalker is like him, Peter, Vin- uh, Peter Vincent, Jesus Christ, <laughs> 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 Vincent Price, uh, Vincent. are together, and they're basically trying, trying to find a way to stay li- alive forever. And the way they experiment is bringing criminals back together, uh, back to life, and then having them do crazy shit. Yeah. Yeah. And Treat Williams ends up dying. And that's it's like it's like I said, it's a classic buddy cop movie with zombies. Yeah. And I don't think it's done well. The special effects kick ass. The the butcher scene and the Chinese butcher shop is gross as fuck. Everything comes <laughs> back to life. It's all just covered in blood and goo and like had just been new, uh, newly butchered. And it's all practical. That <laughs> yeah. whole fucking store is gorgeous.
0: It it's great. It's directed by Mark Goldblatt, who also did The Punisher.
1: Oh, which one? The, the uh, Dolph Lundgren, the, yeah. the Superior, but he's movie. better known
0: as an editor. I mean, he was an editor on Halloween Two, The Howling, uh, oh, Rambo good. Part First Blood Part Two, Terminator Two, Predator Two. He does a lot of sequels. <laughs> Not the good sequels. <laughs> Predator Two, Terminator Two. Uh, I mean, but I'm saying like he's 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 known for being an editor. So apparently, he he was good enough to be like, "Hey, I want to make this zombie buddy cop movie," and they're like, "Fuck, okay."
1: Yeah, the thing that Joe Dante had said when he got hired on <clears throat> excuse me, was that uh, the thing about being an editor is that you know how to film to the cut. Like you, you, you save time, you save, fil- you save film uh, because you know where you're going to cut when you are doing the storyboards or yeah. you're part of the, the script writing part. You save time and you know how to cut a movie together. So even you just cover everything and then you cut it together. And you, that's your expertise yeah. is the post-production. Um, and that's how you make a movie most people would say it's like yeah, yeah you can have all the parts it's great but if you don't put it together correctly it's gonna suck
2: yeah. the pacing's there's, gonna be wrong whatever's gonna be wrong yeah Patton Oswald has a good bit about that where he's talking about how he's like you know, there's so many men directors you know they're just out here and it's like oh I'm just out here shooting film I'm just gonna <laughs> shoot film look how much film my shot and he's like and then you get like All these great editors who are women, and they're like, okay, honey, now come here. We got this. Let me take this. I'll take care of it from here. I'll do everything for you. Make this movie good. Yeah, where would Tarantino (laughs) be without Sally Minkin? I know she's dead now,
1: but like those movies have the pacing and and they're gorgeous and how they're all cut together. All of his movies, Tarantino's films, are because of her.
2: Yeah. So, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, the
0: editor makes the movie. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Edward Scissorhands, Dave. Oh, man. See, I get sad every time. I can't I watch Edward Scissorhands. It makes me so sad. It's <laughs> it like up there at ET. <laughs> well, he he found out that he was he was dying of cancer when yeah. he was making this film. Yeah. It's, it's it's rough, and it's man. a heavy movie. It's a it's a heavy movie, yeah. and if you, you you watch it, man, like it's just oh, it's about it's about his father. It's about a, it's about a father leaving you know his Frankenstein unfinished. Exactly, and uh,
1: yeah, and when you die in a movie, you know you're gonna of old age or whatever, or heart attack or whatever, you know that you're old. Yes He had a good run though I mean Amazing run He had an amazing run He did two more movies After this Heart of Justice And The Thief and the Cobbler Um, I've never seen anyone What was the movie
2: With Jodie Foster I don't don't remember remember. He did that weird movie With like Jodie Foster (laughs) Oh with uh, uh,
1: Yeah um, Was it uh, Is it Tommy Lee Jones Or who was that
2: No it's uh Dennis Hopper. Dennis Hopper. Dennis Hopper it. falls in love with her. He's supposed to and kill her. Dennis Hopper's in the movie, and it's Jodie Foster, and it, it just looks insane. It and, might be Heart of Justice. Then I, I have it, seen. It, it might be,
1: but uh, I, yeah, I didn't make notes on it because I knew we were going to kind of end it with Edward Scissor Dude. Yeah, Catch it's not Fire. Like catch Fire. Uh, okay, yeah. yeah it's but,
2: yeah. It just looks. It looks insane. And...
1: that must be on Tubi or something because I have seen it
2: recently. Yeah,
1: and it's because mm-hmm. I, I the whole thing is he gets hired to to I think I thought to kill her, and then he starts to, trying to protect her because he falls in love. Other,
2: yeah, it's like a and, road movie, yeah, it yeah. is,
1: it's really, really good. But I mean, yeah, like you said, the uh, his pedigree, I mean, like you said, I've, I've done 87 movies, what have you done? Like, I've done three good ones,
0: I yeah. beg to differ, buddy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: uh, <laughs> Vincent Price did amazing
0: films, I think that wrote think, amazing books. I think, I think overall, and you know, like I said, he, he was a champion for people that. Didn't get the opportunities that he had growing yeah. up, the uh, heir to a baking soda company, <laughs> uh, baking powder. Um, Armin Price. He's a yeah. renaissance. Price man. and Hammer. He was a renaissance, <laughs> man. I mean, you know, go back and watch an interview with him. He's hilarious. He tells stories. He just looks like he's a fun guy to be around. Yeah, like was, he was on
2: the Muppets. And he's like, Yeah, he was on the Muppets. He's got the teeth and like uh, Kermit is like the vampire. And he's like, <laughs> like so it
1: good. It's great. Yeah. It's so good. He's <clears> such a <throat> lighthearted. He loved children. Uh, we, I mean, he would always could...
0: take time for, for him too. There yeah. was there was a, there was one story that I saw him tell, and he was talking about they were talking about the House of Wax, and he was talking about having a wax statue of himself. And he said he thought it was hilarious because they paid him a lot of money to make a wax statue of him in a coffin. <laughs> <laughs> and this is you know when he's older, anyways. And he he was he was laughing about it, but he said he said they thought it would be funny if they pulled a gag on people. And so, oh no! So, no. He, well, he said he said he was standing there with a with a, with a, with a syringe, like the mad scientist. And people were walking by, and then he turned and he squirted them with the, with the stuff in the syringe. And he said he <laughs> said those kids wet their pants. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, he just he liked to have fun. And you know every every story you hear, you don't hear shitty stories like, oh man, I was talking to Vincent Price and he was a prick. Well, maybe that one guy from *Rich Founder General*. I he think was, he deserved it. But yeah. But overall he seemed like a really
2: nice guy. He's like mean, Bill Murray. <laughs> Where he, like he seems like a nice guy, but you just hear like he's a jerk. <laughs> yeah, man, Bill Murray.
0: Uh, <laughs> but overall he's got a great pedigree. He I mean, this is we've only we've only scratched the surface of his movies cuz like I said he's got so many film and TV shows that we would just be here for another 3 hours if we talked about it. He did all
1: variety shows. He did uh, I thought he did actually did a cooking segment. Uh, segments. Before, like for television, I no, thought. he, he, no, he did. Okay, he, he
0: did, he did, he did cooking segments. Probably like I think it was Tonight Show or I think other shows like that. Yeah, but it, I know for a fact I've seen one or two of them. He still has a legacy, like to this day, like Saturday Night Live was still doing.
2: uh yeah, up uh, like ten years ago, that uh, Bill Hader was doing yeah. like that, like uh, Vincent, uh, Vincent Price. Price's Halloween special. That's so good. <laughs> and it was just all these forgotten celebrities that were like drunk as hell, and he was like, "No Liberace." No. <laughs> <laughs> it's like so good, and he's doing this in like 2012, I think. You know, and I remember like, those seconds. <laughs> how many kids, and like you watch the Saturday Night Live, and you're like, "Who the fuck is Vincent Price, and why is he making fun of him?" <laughs> but it's like that's how big he was. <laughs> like people are still now to this day, like. Still doing those impressions of him. That's so good. Dave, go ahead and hit me with a goddamn question.
0: What's your least favorite? Oh, <laughs> look at that. I thought I
1: was fucking ready. I actually, while you were jibber jabbering, I was going through them going, I'm going to know this time. I'm going to be on top of this fucking question. You tell me your
0: favorite and your least favorite.
1: My favorite is always going to be the Haunted Palace. It's always, it just hit me at the right time. Um, it is that way, that style that I like, the stagey, the, the the full color, the crazy over-the-top fog, all that shit. Haunted Palace is my favorite Vincent Price movie, my least favorite that I can, I, I'm going to be honest, I'm going to say, um, no, no, I'm not going to say that. I'm going to say The Bat. Uh, I remember seeing that and being like, well, this is like the, remember the movie The Terror with uh, Jack Nicholson and Boris Karloff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, know, you probably yeah. don't because it's fucking awful. Um, <laughs> I remember it. Another yeah, and that that's like the bat. I was like, ah, oh, well, cool. All right. It's 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 like one of the movies. It's everywhere you, you, you look. It's uh fucking the bat. Yeah. Um and I, I'm i just not a fan of it, man.
2: Uh there you go, Dave. Ha-ha. Ha-ha. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> what's your what's yours, Ace? <laughs> My least favorite, probably Tomb of Legia. Because It's just like, hey, you don't know, watch him abuse a cat for ninety minutes like it's just like <laughs> he's just like him and like what's is probably like a like a you know it's a puppet cat, but he's just like blah, blah. it's like him like fighting a cat, cat. dead yeah Details later, like, yeah, it's like ah, man like okay, yeah, you fought this tiny little cat for like, but it's not scary, know uh, nah it was like it wasn't great, started out good, but went downhill from there uh my, probably my favorite new one that I watched, probably, well, not new one, but one that I watched recently that I never watched was probably Abominable Dr. Fibes. That movie is amazing. Mm-hmm. And for years before I watched the movie, I always thought it was Fibs and that Fibes. <laughs> yeah, we,
1: we showed it on our uh, Gore Club uh, night on a Friday night. Yeah. Uh, we do a horror hosted Friday nights now in Louisville, Kentucky, and we did the uh, one and two.
0: Dave? I see. I'm going to say my favorite is The Tingler. And and it goes back. It goes back to the story, man. Like we watched it it was Bob Burns. Like we watched it in the the perfect setting. And I think that has everything to do with it. Because other than that, it would have been, you know, House on Haunted Hill. I really love that movie. I've seen it a ton, a ton. Uh, Least favorite, uh, Ten Commandments go. (laughs) (laughs) fuck that movie fuck that movie didn't make any sense man
1: I thought this was a really good us going down memory lane of some of our favorite things Um, if you're following us on YouTube please uh, tell us what yours is Um, now we actually can put our videos on Spotify which I found out so we're going to put all of our YouTube videos on our Spotify so people can actually uh, tell us how much we suck on there <laughs> and uh, we'll actually put a poll. Uh, you can do polls on Spotify, like you know, I'll ask you questions, and we'll actually uh, one of them is going to be what's your least and what's your favorite Vincent Price movie, oh. Dave. If you want to get us out of here, unless anybody else has anything else to say, Corey,
0: anything hey, you want to say? Corey, I can't think of they can't, they can't Corey care.
1: said he can't care because uh, his <clears> microphone is <throat> not working tonight.
0: And we are <laughs> going to be doing a contest with this one. Oh, if, good, if good, you, if, if you, if you, if you share this, if you like, if you like this video on our on our YouTube. Whoever wins, well, we're going to pick somebody at random, and I'll put more stuff in the comments. We'll put more stuff, but I'm going to send you a copy of the Vincent Price cookbook. That's so you, fucking rad. So you can be a cook. Can I win, too? No.
1: <laughs> so, Nobody in this room or your wives or girlfriends could win. <laughs>
0: yeah, whatever. So you can find us on Anchor FM, Breaker, Google Podcast, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Spotify, Apple Podcast, CastBox, Verbal.com. It is spelled that way. <laughs> all right youtube Verbal. YouTube, Facebook uh we said Spotify, thank you to all the countries that are listening to us, people in Poland yep. hey, it's new,
1: yeah, I haven't uh, actually updated it since our last one, but say so, yeah, we're in thirty seven countries, oh my God,
0: oh man, thank you, everybody for listening, like, share, and subscribe, and uh we're out bye, bye, bye.
1: the Vincent Prize Halloween special. <laughs> <laughs>
3: No.